welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse. This is the final episode of our first season, but fear not, season two drops on October 6th, 2020. Our guest today is Bruce Jones of One-on-One SEO Training. Bruce specializes in teaching the fundamentals of SEO and providing SEO services. He'll share the story of how he started his business and how he transitioned from his day job to running a business. He also introduces us to his initial investors, blood, sweat, and tears. Let's learn from Bruce Jones. So I'm here today with Bruce Jones. Uh, he's the owner of One-on-One SEO Training. I'm glad to have him on the show. How are you doing today, Bruce? Hey, Michael. How are you? Thanks for um, having me here. Absolutely. Yeah, glad to have you on. So we, we talked a bit uh, earlier. Of course, we met because uh, we were together on the, the telebabble that Pat Helmers runs um, as kind of a, a offshoot of his Sales Babble podcast. And then we connected and had a great talk about uh, SEO. You shared a lot of what you know. And uh, I said... I think a lot of other people are going to want to know what, what Bruce knows. So welcome to the show. So tell us yeah. a little about yourself and kind of how you got started in the SEO world and how you how you built your business. Yeah, sure. Uh, so 16 years ago, I was working at a trade show display place in Lombard, <laughs> Illinois, suburb of Chicago. We got a new website created. I was the IT guy there. I was kind of, you know, that's what I did in the past before I started engaging with search engine optimization stuff. And so uh, one of the owners said, hey, is our website search engine optimized, the new one that we just got created that you're managing? And I said, I don't even know what that means, Mike, but I'll tell you, I'll come back on Monday and tell you. And so I came back on Monday and I said, uh, well, now I know a little bit about what it means and it doesn't look like there's anything has been done on our website. And so he said, is that something that you could do? And I said, oh, I'll try. And from that, basically the phone just started ringing. So a little bit of stuff that I did, and that was way back when, 16 years ago, I was kind of felt like I was the only guy that knew how to make fire. And uh, so from that, I did that for a few years, still working at that company. And I realized I could start my own agency. I owned a company called Design and Promote, which was a full service digital marketing agency. We made websites, managed social media channels for companies and did SEO, of course. But I sold that business three years ago for a profit came back to SEO world and figured I could, you know, there was a lot of stuff that people could do on their own that they didn't have to pay $150 an hour to have a high price SEO company taking care of it for them. And that's where uh, this business was born. Very good. Uh, and so, so how did you start that business? What did it take to, cause obviously you had the skills, so that was a good start, but, um, then what else did it take to get the business started? Yes. Yeah, so, so when I sold the business, then I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I thought I was going to be a photographer and I kind of dabbled in that. And I realized like, oh, it's going to be hard to make a real living that way. And so my wife, she teaches French out of her house. So she has a business called Naper French out of Naperville, Illinois. And one time after dinner, uh, I w- we were just chatting and I like, yeah, too bad I can't have a business like yours. And she said, well, what's stopping you? And I thought about it a moment. I was like, yeah, what is stopping me? So I slept on that. In the morning, I woke up, bought a domain name, and started down this path. It's been pretty successful so far. There you go. And so share with me, the, the or share with our, our listeners the story you shared before we uh, started the show here. Uh, the one about the investors? About the investors, yeah. Yeah, so okay. Where you found so, your investors? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was pretty active in the Naperville Chamber of Commerce. And uh, one of the networking events that they had, a, a younger uh, person that was at the meeting, he introduced himself to me and he asked me, he goes, you mind if I ask you a personal question? And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. And he said, 
who were your investors when you started your company? You know, that was design and promote the digital marketing agency. And I said, uh, yeah, you know, that's a kind of a good story. Let me, let's go get a drink and uh, let's sit down on the couch here and I'll tell you who they are. And so, you know, he, he was happy. He laid his, his briefcase down, grabbed a notebook and a pen. And then we sat down and he said, okay, so who was your investors? And I said, I actually had three blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> and he, he kind of chuckled and I'm like, you know, it's a service business, so you don't need investor money. You just need hard work basically to get started. You know, sometimes I guess my advice would be just get started. Even if mm -hmm. you're doing it on the side, you don't have to stop what you're doing. You know, when I first uh, developed the SEO agency, I was still working a full-time job. I was just doing it on the side and on the weekends. And then when I, I had enough clients to, or it's like, you know, I kind of talked to the my boss and I said, Hey, do you mind if I just cut my hours to three days a week? And you know, he was okay. That was kind of good. I had a good mentor where as an employer, and then it sort of just evolved into that. So I was helping him out and making the phone ring. So he was happy with whatever, you know, I could keep doing for him. Yeah. And, and I, I'm glad you shared that because I've, I've been talking to people recently who have skills, you know, along those service lines uh, who I said, why don't you start a business? And I'm like, Oh, I don't have, you know, what about the money to start to get licensed and and the advertising and the this and the that and and I'm like no no that that's way down the road just start just yeah put it yeah, out there exactly. hey I do this who wants some um, uh, and build it up from there yeah and kind of with SEO you just sort of you know you do some SEO for yourself people find you online mm -hmm. and that's how you get your clients and yeah uh, yep. and some There's of the some, yeah definitely some businesses where where you know seo videographer uh social media expert where you kind of have the advantage that you are the marketing guy so you can deploy your tools yeah and i remember uh thinking you know in the beginning like okay so i gotta have to get a business you know uh, get an llc or an s corp or something like that and somebody recommended a lawyer that i speak to and so i went through a phone interview with them and he asked me a lot of different things you know what's the address of the business are you the whole owner or in this instance i was splitting it with my wife and you know what our contact information is and at the end of 15 minute call he said okay so uh, I just need you to send two checks. Here's my address. Send one for $500 and one for, I think, like $237 or something like that. And he told me who to make them out for too. And I said, you're, you're going to charge me $500 just to fill out that form and submit it? And he said, yeah, that, exactly. But, you know, I know how the right way to fill it out and whatever. I'm like, ah, thank you anyways. And I looked it up online and all I did <laughs> was send a check to the state for $237. Because honestly, it's just that same type of contact information, you know, uh, that is and finding the right form. That's easy enough with a Google search. Yep. Although pro tip for anyone in Connecticut, you do need to file an annual report every year that you're in business. Yeah. <laughs> they don't really come after you, um, but uh, if you don't, then, then there's there's things bad can happen. So that, that's what I learned recently. Was you're supposed mm -hmm. to file those? Yeah, I usually year. I would usually give that to my accountant, let him be in yeah. charge of reminding me, and uh, you know that's pretty easy. Like, oh, did you have a meeting? Yep, sure. Okay, what did you talk about? Blah blah blah. Who were the people present? Those things. What does it take to become an entrepreneur? Action. That's it. It's not about the paperwork or investors or any of that. It's about taking action and getting started. If you're not sure how to go about that, let's set up a free, no obligation, half-hour coaching session. Visit freecoaching.guywhoknowsaguy.com to schedule a time. That's freecoaching.guywhoknowsaguy.com. 
Now let's get back to Bruce and learn some of that SEO magic. Uh, let's talk about some SEO because I'm sure if people clicked on the the SEO interview, they're probably like, I want to learn some SEO stuff. So, yeah, um, so, yeah, so you were telling me some some really great stuff. Um, uh, the first thing we discovered when we were looking at the tools was that my my I got a guy page was uh, pulling pulling harder than most of the rest of my website, which is interesting because it's kind of a, a back corner of it. Um, but but talk a little bit about you know some of the the simple things that someone can do to sure. yep, to no problem do the thing. So I, I, one thing would be, you know, a lot of people don't understand what SEO is. And, you know, some people think it's rocket science. Other ones think it's smoke and mirrors. But it really is, you know, just a, a true, you know, kind of scientific method for figuring out how to rank your website and, you know, your other profiles higher in the Google search results. So you could break down SEO into three different components. First one is keywords. Second one is content. And the third one is backlinks. So keywords are, you know, basically what questions are people asking Google? So, you know, figure out what those questions are. There's different tools that you could use or you could just listen to your customers and get a lot of those questions and then answer those questions online. And so that rolls into the content part. So, you know, you can't just have a three page website and expect Google or your customers to find you. So you're going to have to kind of build out some content, have a blog, uh, make new landing pages, those type of things. And then the third part is backlinks. So backlinks are where another website has a link to your website. And it's how Google gauges the power or authority of your website. So if you don't have any backlinks, Basically, Google doesn't even know your website exists. If you have a bunch of backlinks and they're from great places like Wikipedia or Huffington Post, then Google thinks you're the sh** and it's going to rank you number one in there. So you now most SEO is somewhere in the middle of the range there. But I would say, you know, find a directory that's in the niche of your business, add your website to there and fill out the details with original an original like business description. And, you know, if it asks, you can add up to five categories, add five categories. If you can add up to uh, three pictures, make sure you add three pictures. So fill out the profile as much as possible. And in the end, you'll have a backlink back to your website. So that'll count and kind of just keep continue doing that. Sometimes you can just create amazing content like your podcast here, Michael, and people want to share those things with their friends. So that's a way of getting a great backlink also. Yep. Uh, and, and, of course, being on podcasts and, and uh, doing guest blog posts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, as, exactly. As it works about. both ways. Yeah. Because, uh, of course, that, you know, if you look at on my website, on all the podcast po pages, there's a link to the website of the guest. So that's mm -hmm. an additional backlink for them. Yeah, that's, that's great. And sometimes, you know, I, I can't say that anybody has said, okay, I have a podcast. Could you optimize it for me? But many times people have said that about videos that they've created. And so my, my answer would usually be, it's like, ah, oh, you kind of, you know, you really would have been a, done a better job to ask me before you started creating your video so that you would work the right keywords right into the script, which, you know, ends up to be in the text. And so it all kind of flows down, uh, that stream there. You can't have it where, you know, your video is about red widgets, but your business is really about green widgets. Just kind of doesn't work like that. Now, so can Google tell what a video is about? Is it does it analyze the, the text, the 
the script of the video? Is the technology that advanced yet or just the text on the page? It doesn't, you know, there are some features. So if you have a video on your computer, like on your desktop or something like that, do a right mouse click properties. And then there's a little details tab. There's a whole bunch of information there. Like, you know, what's the, the title of the video? What are the comments? Is it rated one, two to five stars? Uh, what are the tags related to that? Most people don't even realize that that's available, but if you fill in the blanks there, that would be helpful. Probably the, the easiest thing is just to name your video file keywords, you know, that are the right keywords describing the video uh, with dashes in between the words before you even add it to YouTube or any other place. So I would, I would guess it's probably the same way there, Michael, with your uh, podcast, like how mm -hmm. you name that file before you upload it to your podcast programs. I bet you that's probably helpful. We should test that together sometime. Interesting. Um, yeah, yeah the files are all named for the, each one's named for the person that's in it, which I mostly did so I didn't lose track of them. Yeah. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. but I imagine that does probably help. Uh, and, and also the, the other thing we discovered that was interesting was when we were looking under the hood was that uh, – yeah, so these podcasts are all hosted on, on Libsyn because uh, Libs, um, which I believe is Liberated Syndication is what it's short for. But Libsyn is better at serving the files out to um, iTunes and those places. But apparently Anchor.fm, which is the free site, uh, ranks really well with SEO and the backlinks are really powerful that come off of that. Yeah, it's kind of just the pop, you know, it must be more popular. That's why it has a better domain authority on its own. And if you, if it'll allow you to put a backlink and have a, uh, you know, if you have a spot that you could describe your podcast using the right keywords again, uh, then that would be a better backlink to go back to your website or back to that page that you're hosting the podcast on your site and talking about it. Yep. Uh, and, and so, so <clears throat> what are some other things that people should, uh, should keep in mind or try to avoid? Yeah, well, I guess one of the parts that I am constantly uh, kind of brought to my attention are that, you know, web, when a web designer creates a website, usually they have no consideration of search engine optimization. So, you know, if you think it in the, like the sense of a car, as long as the car looks pretty and it's delivered to the customer and the customer likes the look of the car, they've done their job. Uh, but they didn't really have an opportunity to put an engine inside of the car. And that's where SEO helps with that. Some of those things, I, I, you know, there's an easy test to just answer the question of, is my website search engine optimized or not? If you open your website up and just go to the homepage and on the top of the browser tab, you know, that's above at, you know, in the very top of Chrome or whatever it is, look for the word that's there. 90% of the time you'll see, your company name only. Some of the time, which is be even worse, you'd see the word home there. Uh, but the if you had anybody that was going to search engine optimize your website, it would include the main keyword first, and then maybe the brand or the company name after that. So that only takes like three seconds to take a look at that. And I'm trying to really get the word out there to people to say like, hey, you know, I've even had it before where people said, oh, I've been paying this guy six months to do SEO for me. And I quickly look at their website and it's like, oh, no, you didn't, you know, or, <laughs> or at least maybe you were paying, <laughs> but they weren't delivering. Oftentimes they, you know, so I'm trying to get it to the point where you should be able to measure it yourself. You can't just pay for SEO and not be able to have some measurement point to say, okay, are they helping me or not? 
Yeah, there's definitely a great danger so anytime you hire someone to do something you don't understand. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. sort of just, you know, sometimes you could take your uh, car to the auto repair place and they can say, you know, you need new shock absorbers or something like that. But how do you know that, <laughs> that you really need them or not? So maybe a second opinion or a person like myself that, you know, I, I certainly could be hired to provide SEO services. But I'm happy to just kind of look over your website to tell you where you're at already with what you got going on. It's pretty easy. It's, uh, you know, it's five minutes worth of looking around for me because I've been doing it so long. In 2020, I had to re-examine everything, including how I network. I have connected on the Internet like never before. This interview with Bruce Jones, an SEO expert from Illinois, came about because of Pat Helmer's telebabble call. Who might you meet around the world in this new time of connection? Let's find out. Join us on the second Wednesday of every month for a global virtual speed networking event. Visit vsn.guywhodoesaguy.com for details. That's vsn, as in virtual speed networking.guywhodoesaguy.com. Now back to an interview with Bruce Jones. And, and what, other, what other pitfalls do you find that people, people fall into? Besides hiring an SEO guy who's not actually doing any SEO. Yeah. Well, I guess in the end, you got to make it better for people. So if you just try to be like a robot and, uh, you know, kind of do, do SEO things that are not helpful to your target audience, you know, what good is that? So you have to go through there and make sure that's correct. And another part that I see that's often overlooked is for local search results. So that's where, you know, do a Google search for your type of business. And does Google give uh, the map listings at the top of the search results? If so, Google realizes that ha that has local intent. You know, so it used to be way back in the old days, you'd do a Google search for pizza and maybe a pizza parlor in California would show up and you're living in Connecticut. But now it knows that if you're in Connecticut and you're doing a search for pizza, it's looking around you. Where's the different pizza places that are through there? So if it has local intent, you know, if uh, if people are, you know, it's a brick and mortar business or whatever that's bringing customers to your website, then leveraging Google My Business is a big part that nobody realizes. So they have their website and they might do stuff on their website, but the Google Maps listings is the biggest opportunity. It's above the organic search results. So there's some things that you can do to optimize your Google My Business profile and keep it maintained and you know keep putting new images, add new posts, there you can put events on there, promotions, and all those things together equal that Google Maps listing showing up higher in, the, you know, or more likely for people that are doing searches. Sometimes it's just that uh, the fact of proving to Google that you're drinking their Kool-Aid and they'll uh, reward you with better search results. So if you do stuff with Google My Business, I pretty much guarantee that you could look in Google Analytics and you'll see more visitors coming to your website related to that. Interesting. And, and speaking of Google, talk a little about uh, Google Trends. So Google Trends is, uh, it's like a, a keyword tool. Uh, I have a good story about that related to coronavirus when that first came around. So my daughter, mm -hmm. she's a, a nurse. And around the dinner table, I kept hearing COVID-19 this, COVID-19 that. And, uh, you know, I'm saying, I'm answering her back, coronavirus this, coronavirus that. And so I had, uh, so I looked in my keyword tools that I use. So I use Ahrefs, 
SEM rush and keywords everywhere. Those are kind of three keyword tools that I, you know, that are my go-to tools for looking and seeing how often someone's doing a search for those. And when I did a search for like uh, coronavirus SEO or coronavirus marketing, I saw nothing, nothing was recorded anywhere through there. And I'm like, wow, I'm, you know, that's kind of odd. So then I opened up Google Trends and I did that search there and it was flying off the charts. It's just that, uh, you know, I realized that the tools took a couple months to catch up. So Google Trends is the place to go to get what are people searching for right now type of information. And you can also use it to compare one keyword against another keyword. So uh, when it, going back to the story of the employer of trade show display company or trade show exhibit company, they, they kind of told their story always using the word trade show exhibit. So maybe that's a more affluent way of saying, you know, a trade show booth or a trade show stand. But if you look in Google Trends, way, way more people do a search for a trade show display than do a search for a trade show exhibit. And so I went back to my boss and I said, hey, we want to be number one for trade show display Chicago. And he said, well, well, you know, get her done. <laughs> and I said, well, it's a little bit hard because every time you say what you're selling, you're selling, you're saying that you're selling a trade show exhibit. So we had to kind of change some of the marketing message to include the right keywords. And then that helped us rank better for that particular keyword. So, you know, it just the more people search for this keyword or the other one. I did some work for a marketing company that worked for uh, like a veterinarian marketing. They were, uh, went with animal hospitals and veterinarians. That's who their target customers were. And so they would often optimize a new website for animal hospital and town. But Google Trends shows that more people are searching for veterinarians or even the abbreviation vet near me that they're doing those Google searches. But if you look in Google Trends, you'll see that that's not necessarily true for Illinois and a couple other states. This company was in Illinois. So it made sense that they were kind of getting the wrong information. If you looked at it in a more holistic approach all across the country, or if one of their clients was in Colorado, let's just say, then, you know, what a what are people in Colorado searching for? And the answer is inside of Google Trends. Yeah, I, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with getting in the shoes of your, of your customers or your prospects. Mm -hmm. um, my, my grandfather used to own radio stations, and one thing he told me was, I don't program the station for what I want to listen to. I program for what my listeners want to listen to. So I may not like Rush Limbaugh, but my listeners like Rush Limbaugh, and I like selling ads. So <laughs> yeah. I program Rush Limbaugh. And and the same thing, you know, I'm I'm very scientifically inclined, so I was you know following things as as a uh, COVID nineteen developed. And I, I early realized coronavirus is kind of a misnomer because that describes all kinds of different viruses and COVID nineteen yeah. specific. So as soon as I hear COVID nineteen, like that's the right name, that's what I'm going to use. Um, yeah. Or or if you really want to like, I think it's uh, SARS SARS COVID two or, or SARS CoV two whatever. Yeah. Um, is yeah. The, the actual virus name, but that, that's that's me and my scientific friends. But if I'm advertising to the public, they're still saying coronavirus. Yeah. Um, and same thing with your, you know, the display exhibits versus display uh, or trade show exhibits versus displays. Just because everyone in your office uses one word doesn't mean the people you're trying to get the attention and money from aren't using a different word. And trends is a great tool. 
Yeah, or, uh, exactly. Yep. Yeah, coronavirus, you know, that word was searched for way more often. And, you know, you could, so do more people search for a coronavirus promotion or a COVID-19 sale? You know, you could kind of work all that out and you could mm -hmm. see where it's trending too. So it's rising in the charts like, you know, takeout food as a lot more prevalence. Uh, mm -hmm. Where to find toilet paper? <laughs> you know that yeah. there's a, there's a big blip there <laughs> inside yep. of Google Trends, so it's it's cool. You just have to go explore it a little bit and remember to go look there first for stuff that's happening right now. Yeah, it's a really great resource. Um, so, is there anything else that you'd like to share that people people should know? Uh, I can't think of anything okay. right at the moment here. But... I think we've been pretty pretty thorough with the basics. So, if somebody wants to learn more or possibly hire you to teach you teach them all that they sorry hire you to teach them all that you know uh where would somebody find you i think it should be pretty easy to find me just look for personalized seo training and you'll come to my website there or just do a google search for bruce jones seo and you'll come to a website there also so i appreciate it uh you know offer i'm happy to offer and uh, an hour of my time to look through your website and tell you, uh, show you opportunities and show you how you could easily fix those yourself or, uh, you know, might not be able to answer that all in one shot, but we could talk about continued conversations. So we keep fixing all the things until you have a pretty well optimized website. Hey, what's your problem? I'd love for you to share with me your problems and your questions about business, life, networking, and anything else. Season two of this podcast is about to launch, and the focus is going to be on you. I and a great variety of guest hosts will be answering your questions, so I need your questions. Email michael at guywhonowsaguy.com. You can write it, or you can record an audio file and send it in. Again, please send your questions to michael at guywhonowsaguy.com. Be sure to mention if I should mention your name and what part of the world you're from. Now back to our conversation with Bruce Jones. Yep. Yeah, and definitely a good rule of thumb for an SEO guy. If you can't uh, just put his name and SEO into Google and ha have him be number one, then probably not an SEO guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way to find an SEO guy is do a Google search for what you think that they should be at the top of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, best SEO guy mm -hmm. search. <laughs> you want that one. Yeah, I got a client from uh, California, actually, that I could tell because I have some pretty cool tools related to SEO. And they did a search for coronavirus SEO expert. That was exactly the text that they used. And it came to a blog post that I talked about how to use Google Trends to find trending topics related to coronavirus type things. There you go. Yeah, yeah it makes it with, with I mean, some jobs you can't tell until I do it. But with others, it's sort of, uh, especially in marketing, you know, I'll see all these social media, quote unquote, experts. And then you go to their Facebook page, there's nothing on it. Uh, or you go to their their Facebook page and they have 19 followers and you're like, so you're a social media expert, but you don't have any followers. Yeah. It's um, easy. Or, it's easy to talk to game, right? Yeah. It's a lot harder yeah. to walk it. Yeah. You see the mechanic driving his personal car and there's like smoke belching out of the back. Then uh, you're like, I don't know how good a mechanic you are. Look at your car. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. But SEO is definitely one of the easiest ones to test. Cause yeah, if, if I can't find your website, you're an SEO guy. Then uh, not sure the right guy. So, yeah. So uh, let me ask you, Michael, how long do you usually have your podcast run? Uh, about 25 minutes, so, so yeah. we're, we're about there. So. All right, um, sounds good. Yep, so I was asking the, the, the winding up questions there. Um, and so I appreciate having you on the show. Of course, I, I will be putting a link to your website on our website to give you one of them precious backlinks. Yeah, sounds and, great. Uh, yep. And I'll so look forward to a continued conversation to try to get you found more. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for all your help, and uh, it's been great to learn from you both on the show uh, and and off the show, and I look forward to working with you more in the future. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Twenty twenty has been a year of ups and downs, but it has allowed me to meet some incredible people, many of whom you've met on this podcast. Bruce Jones is the real deal with SEO. Plenty of people talk a good game, but he can deliver. This is the last episode of season one of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast, but don't worry, season two is starting the day after I release this episode on October sixth, twenty twenty. The podcast is changing because my own focus has changed. When I started this podcast, it was about my networking and sharing and making connections. With the launch and success of my personal business coaching, business, my mission has become one of education. I am looking to teach people that entrepreneurship was within their reach, the strategies, tools they need to succeed in it, and connections to make their lives and businesses better. There will be a little experimentation in the next few episodes as I look for the best approach. It will definitely be based on your questions and problems and challenges that you bring me to speak on. Some episodes will be solo with just me. Some will have guest experts. Some will have my clients that are in my program, and they'll be offering their advice and insights. Some variety, but the core will always be focusing on teaching you advice and strategies to live your best life and achieve the freedom that comes with controlling your financial destiny. If you've not done so already, please subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. That's all you need to do, because Season 2, Episode 1 should appear next in your podcast feed, unless you're listening to this on October 5th, in which case you'll need to come back tomorrow for Season 2, Episode 1. But please do send me your questions. Michael at GuyWhoKnowsAGuy.com is the email address. Let me know if you'd like me to share your name, and also include where you're from. If you have a business, I'm happy to share your website with your question, in order to give you a little free exposure. This podcast is meant to be a collaborative experience, so if you have ideas of ways you might participate, I'm quite open to hearing them. Same email, michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. The Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast is produced and hosted by Michael Whitehouse. Our theme song is composed by Patrick Howard of Four Unicorns Design. Other music and sound effects are from Benjamin Harvey Design by way of freesound.org and bensound.com. Special thanks to Pat Helmers of Habanero Media for all the great advice he gave me on relaunching the show and for introducing me to Bruce. Find me on the web at www.guyknowsguy.com. Enjoyed this show? Please subscribe to this podcast and leave a review. You can also follow me on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/theguywhoknowsaguy. Please share links with the show to people and friends you think would enjoy it. This is Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy, reminding you that it's not what you know, it's who you know, and how much you're willing to help them. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV dash connect.com December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.